0: The way it will impact my life and the way I make decisions in the future is really understanding the urgency and sort of that call to action that young people have. The United Nations 28th Global
1: Climate Conference, COP28, just wrapped in Dubai. And this year, a group of 20 students from the College of St. Benedict and St. John's University got to observe the heated discussions about climate change, fossil fuels, and solutions. Finn Dolezal was part of that group. He's a sophomore majoring in economics and minoring in math at St. John's. Hey, Finn, welcome to Climate Cast.
0: Hey, thanks for having me. So, tell us about the role you had at COP28. So, we were designated as non governmental. Um, observers, as they're called. Basically, our cohort of Benny's and Johnny's went around and interviewed different stakeholders uh, from all over the world and are creating research from those interviews about a variety of different topics.
1: As you're back now in Minnesota, you've had a little bit of chance to process this. What discussions or sessions
0: did you find most memorable? What What's going to stick with you? Yeah, so there was one session that Particularly stuck with me, it was with a number of panelists that spoke about the role that fossil fuel companies play in stopping green solutions from happening. Whether it's through lobbying governments to um, pay for fossil fuel subsidies instead of investing in green energy, there really is an interconnection between the wealth and the power of fossil fuel companies and our lack of action in climate change.
1: What discussions and potential solutions did you hear about the
0: recent global temperature spikes we've been observing? It's pretty clear at this point that the technologies are available to make a green transition, but developed countries across the world have notoriously been falling short of funding goals that are really needed to be able to implement those solutions. So the big thresholds of peaking total carbon emissions by 2025, it looks like we aren't going to reach just because we're lacking the funding to be able to invest in carbon capture technologies and green energy and adaptation and mitigation. So as you watch these discussions, what did you learn
1: about global policy making on climate change?
0: Yeah, it's, it's a slow and painstaking process during the sessions where the diplomats are meeting and trying to make decisions, a lot of it is really technical mumbo jumbo where it's people interjecting about having one word written in these documents. And that really slows the rate of which global climate policy can be passed and finalized. Finn, we know
1: climate change is a huge problem. We also know there's a lot of solutions at work. Did you
0: leave COP28 feeling more hopeful? I would like to think I left more hopeful, however, I would be lying if I said I wasn't a little unhopeful of the future. Um, Action is really needed to make lasting change, Um, and it seems with the way it was uh, and the decisions that were made, it looks like it might be another year of inaction, which is really going to be costly to the future of this planet and the future of our communities. Overall,
1: how did COP28 impact your thinking as a young adult who sees the future and the
0: future effects of climate change in your lifetime? The way it will impact my life and the way I make decisions in the future is really understanding the urgency and sort of that call to action that young people have in combating the climate crisis and hopefully choosing a job in the future that will be able to have a positive impact against that.
1: Finn Dolezal, a student at St. John's University, thanks for sharing your perspective on ClimateCast today. Yeah, thanks for having me. So COP28 did end with a landmark agreement to move away from fossil fuels, but some folks have been concerned that we're not moving far enough, fast enough, and there was a lot of heated debate about that at COP28 this year. One thing for sure, young people who are engaged, like Finn, are paving the road for future solutions to the climate problem. That's Climate Cast. I'm NPR Chief Meteorologist Paul Hunter.